Welcome to the Skin Philosophy Edit with your host, myself, Anna-Louise Kenny. I'm here to bring to you the knowledge and skills to level up your business. We are speaking to industry experts across the industry to make sure that you're getting your knowledge in skincare, equipment, ingredients, and everything else you need to make sure you have the best of your business. Hi, and welcome back to the Skin Philosophy Edit. I'm here with Patty from Forest. Patty is the Chief Product Officer for Forest. So that basically means everything in charge of developing the Forest software and, you know, the future, the competition, everything that's going on. So he's just basically in charge of all things Forest. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, hey. hey, how are you? I'm delighted to be here. Yeah, it's yeah. a really good introduction. You kind of covered everything you <laughs> to say about me. Yeah, I know how to speak. Like yeah. I know how to talk. <laughs> Typical Irish. Yeah. It's it's funny because doing the podcast now um, with everyone in Irish, it's so much easier because everyone in Ireland can just talk. Yeah. They just chat like. Maybe too fast at times. That's, yeah. a, that's another problem. Which, yeah, yeah I, I definitely have that problem myself to speak a little quick too yeah. fast sometimes. So you've been with Forest for 2015. So yeah. first of all, we'll just have a chat with the listeners about Forest. Like yeah. it's an appointment software. So if you give an explanation of how it works. Definitely. Yeah. So um, so Forest, yeah, it's it's your it's your core kind of appointment diary. Like, I mean, that's the that's the base of what it is. Yeah. Um, and what's really interesting about Forest is we consider ourselves to be an industry company, not a software company. Mm. And software just happens to be the way that we can help the industry to grow. So that's kind of the way that we look at things. So we always start from an industry point of view rather than you kind of get sometimes these like Silicon Valley types. You just go, we'll build all this tech and it'll work and it'll be great. And they don't really understand actually how things things happen in the day to day in a clinic or a salon. Yeah. So Forest, one of our kind of unique things is that we're very focused on that. Yeah. And so within our software, we manage kind of everything, to be honest, like from your appointment book to the back of house. So your financial reporting, your your stock, your rostering, your staff, all of those kind of things. But where we tend to shine or excel is in the, the marketing side of things. So to help you to grow your business. So that could be anything from a consumer experience. So all of the forest uh, clients, you all have your own branded app in the app store that your consumer can use to make and, and uh, adjust their appointments and they can book online we have a marketing suite that can do like everything from email communications sms messaging campaigns reviews reputation management on google like all of those things we would cover just within the product so it's all integrated so it all talks to you know each other so for example if you want to do a, a marketing campaign trying to promote a, a certain service, um, you can easily just in Forest say, okay, I want to have people, I want to find people who have had, I don't know, this type of service, mm. but never this other type of service. And I want to try and run a bit of a cross-sell uh, promotion. And Forest will just do all of that for you because, you know, it's all in the one system. So we know the information about your clients and allow you to to do all those kind of communications and really that's where Forrest has shone over the years mm. and, and I believe it's where we've always kind of led and, and still will uh, yeah. continue to lead with more stuff coming out this summer as well in that space yeah because I like my favorite thing with it as a clinic was definitely the google reviews linking yeah. straight there because trying to get someone to do a review is just so hard Absolutely. like you could literally send them the link yeah. and they'd be like oh yeah i'll get back to that or not right now yeah it's it's so funny like when you look at how people behave you know we started with that as well but we would kind of allow you to just ping out a, a link to say hey will you leave us a review mm. on google but actually what we found is that 
we pretty consistently ask for feedback from services for you as a, as a clinic, which means you always get feedback. You can do it every visit if you want, like how, how do things go? And so once they were already in the pattern of leaving a review for you as a business, just internally, like not out on Google, um, what we did is allow you to set a criteria for what a good client looks like. So that might be someone who's left at least three reviews of a minimum of four out of five stars, for example. And so when they leave that third review, we quickly check and say, okay, actually they just match your criteria. And we kind of flip the, the screen then and say, okay, we've, we've left that review, we've copied the content to your clipboard. So all you have to do is click here, paste your review, and it's live on Google. And that, just that small little mm. piece of kind of helping customers to make it really, really easy, like they don't have to think about it. And that's been really transformational because, mm. I mean, we've seen people who would consider themselves to be like five-star businesses, but when you look at their online reviews, it, it doesn't actually say that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the offline reputation yeah. never fully matched the online reputation. And that was really, really transformational, I think. Yeah, yeah. because it is, it. there is a thing, I remember when um, one of my friends, she was looking for Botox and filler doctor. And she was like, she was saying to me, oh, I found this guy, he's great reviews, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, it was somewhere, it was in um, central, nice yeah. London, a very good area. And I went with her and she paid two and a half grand. She got like Botox fillers a lot and looked horrific. And the thing is, is they were based off someone. I always found it's if if they have millions of reviews, they're spending or they're huge on social media. Yeah. They're spending their time on social media and they're not actually spending their time doing the clients or putting that first. Yeah. So it's it's important getting that balance. Big time. I mean, we like to be honest, we as forest, we always see things this way. It's a partnership, right? Mm. Like we can ask your clients to leave a review. We can't get them to leave a good review, mm. right? Like as in we don't have control over that. You have to create an experience, a service for the customers that delivers those like four or five star reviews that you're looking for. Mm. So like if you say, okay, my my dream client here is someone who really, you know, thinks highly of me is someone who's left maybe five reviews of at least five stars and only then do I want them to post publicly. You can control it that way. But that also means that you have to be able to deliver a service to that level because yeah. we can't we can't magically make that happen. You yeah. know? So uh, what I like about this is that it's and the Internet, the way the Internet works is it's lean, leans very heavily into what's called user generated content like UGC. So Google really respects user-generated content you can't really game it right mm. so google will they'll watch for weird behaviors they'll watch for like you know ten thousand reviews that all popped up in one hour yeah. and that's your thing yeah. so what has to be authentic is it has to be a real customer it has to be a real google account google will check and see if they look weird or you know the people try and game the system and you know they'll, yeah. they'll watch that but because the way that the forest system works is after say every visit or every third visit you can set it up yourself or once a month for example mm. you're asked for a review which means that it's kind of it's more of a trickle like a river as opposed yeah. to just one big hose pipe of reviews and yeah. google understands then that that's more authentic yeah you know because it's just it's natural like it is normal for people to come every you know couple of weeks couple of months and leave a review where yeah. if you get just loads out of nowhere in a big spike someone's probably i don't know paid something there to make that happen which is <laughs> yeah i've seen <laughs> that seen happen, happen as well yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah and um so i'm gonna question you a few things on yeah, so you do email and texting marketing yeah okay which works sms always yeah. works like honestly how many times have you got a text message 
that you didn't um that you didn't open or read like yeah you know yeah you, you yeah. get it right and yeah obviously you have to respect that you can't constantly badger people and we have limits and things but generally speaking sms always outperforms email like yeah it, it always does it always will yeah um, and also what's actually really interesting is we don't fully understand this i think as an industry because yeah. when people say how do you communicate with your with your clients they'll yeah. say oh i send emails you know that's what i do but actually our data shows that it's around 32 percent on average of your clients have actually got email addresses saved yeah because we don't always gather everyone's email no. address but you always gather the phone number yeah you know? yeah so yeah like exactly the reach it, the reach is almost as interesting as the response you know the reach is, is yeah, much but wider it, this is so this is now the development of marketing and stuff like yeah. that so we're we're expanding to India at the moment and all anybody does is WhatsApp yeah. and now you have WhatsApp advertising as yeah. well so you've literal ads coming in WhatsApp yeah. and everything that's a huge new space are you going to do anything with that so we've been looking at this for a while and we are yeah. actually we're doing some kind of research on this right now and one of the reasons why we didn't do it straight away is because people's understanding is that WhatsApp is free. Right? Yeah. But if you're a business and you want to do like a broadcast, like a, yeah. a contact out, it's not free. It's actually more expensive than SMS. Okay. Uh, see, most people don't don't realize yeah. that. So it's free as a user. But yeah. one of the ways that they make money is that as a business, if yeah. you want to use it where you're, yeah. you're kind of campaigning, we'll call it like a blast yeah. campaign out, it costs money. right? Okay. So it actually costs yeah. more than SMS, which is interesting. The the thing that is unique, though, is that it allows then, when you send out a campaign, it allows a conversation, right? It's like yeah. a, a full back and forth conversation. And the charge of it does actually include 24 hours worth of conversation in okay. that message, right? So there's there's kind of, there's nuances to it. It's a little bit complicated. Yeah. So we're, we're doing some kind of experiments on this right now. Yeah. Because we need to make sure that if we send it out with SMS, uh, SMS and we send it out with WhatsApp. And yeah. WhatsApp is a conversation, whereas SMS is just a, you know, yeah. a close and book. We need to make sure we need to know that WhatsApp will actually get you more business or mm. will grow your business more because it's going to be slightly more expensive. Yeah, we, we can't control that. That's the, that's called the carriage yeah. cost. It's something that's imposed by by Facebook as a business. Like yeah, we can't get around that. And so that's fine. I mean, some things cost money. Advertising costs money, but it works. So as long as we can prove that it works and we know that it works for us in our industry then we would roll it out. And that's kind of some of the experimentation that we're doing right now. And have you looked at Telegram? We haven't actually, you know, te to be honest, we haven't got enough of a, of a, what I call it a feature pull. Yeah. Right? So we, like the way that I try to work is we, we understand salons, clinics and their problems. Yeah. And they tell us, right? We talk to them all yeah. the time. We run surveys all the time where every one of our development teams will speak to at least one owner yeah. a week, right? So we're constantly talking to the, to the people in the industry and we haven't heard enough pull from, yeah. from the other platforms yet but WhatsApp is something we always hear about yeah. we hear that all the time Yeah, it, it, it's interesting one of the one of the asks that we got a lot over the last couple of years is like what are other industries doing maybe yeah. that we aren't doing yeah. you, you know that kind of yeah. thing what, what things aren't, aren't maybe mainstream enough yet yeah. um, in our industry and one of those is advertising actually and so yeah. for the past like 18 months, two years, maybe we've been working on understanding how advertising like paid yeah. advertising could work in our industry. Right? Okay. Because most people would assume or if they've run yeah. ads, a lot of people have run ads. It's either a incredibly difficult to do. Right. Yeah. If you ever use the Facebook uh, ad yeah. campaign manager, it's like it's like a NASA. No, control, it's, right? oh, it's painful. It's, <laughs> it's absolutely yeah. painful. It's awful. Yeah. Right? So the first question is, why can't running an ad be as easy as sending an email? Right. Yeah. That's the first question. And we know that. 
unless you can figure that out it's never really going to go mainstream right? yeah. that's the first problem second problem then is that in terms of actually like how to target or who to target or you know all the different settings that you can use in yeah. a campaign that's very very complicated to get right right you yeah. might, if you don't get that right you may think that your campaign didn't work when actually it did that's, yeah. a, that's a big problem that's problem number two so first of all make it easy to use the second one is make sure I can actually target people correctly yeah. like my type of customers and then th the third thing is that which is really interesting if you think about Facebook and Instagram like they only know what happens they have these things called pixels anyone yeah, who's yeah. familiar will know they have pixels yeah. but if, if, if anyone is not familiar with that it's like a little piece of code that sits on your app or your website mm. that tells Facebook or uh, Instagram that somebody is after booking, right? But the reality in our industry is that, yes, people do book online and, mm. and you know, they'll book in and, and they'll buy online as well. But it depends on the on the region and the salon. It could be could be 10% of customers do that. It could be 20% of customers do that. And even the customers who do book online they still come into the clinic and they rebook and they upsell yeah. and they cross sell yeah. and they buy retail and like we know that this happens but Facebook and Instagram they, they don't, don't know that this happens yeah. right so they have no way of looking inside the building right yeah. and that's historically been a major gap of advertising so you may have run an advertisement yeah. as a clinic right someone listening yeah. here may have run an advertisement and may have thought oh that didn't really work where mm. actually what happened is somebody saw yeah. your ad on Instagram yeah. The first thing they did was they shut it down yeah. and they opened up your page to look at your reviews. That's yeah. one of the first things people do. Then they give you a call. They booked. It worked. It was amazing. But your ad shows zero yeah. on Facebook because yeah. they don't know that that happened. Yeah. And I don't think people understand that that's actually what's been happening in our industry for the past probably three to five years. Yeah, the cross link of like that what hooking happens? up that yeah. information. Yeah. Because even we're doing Facebook and Instagram ads at the moment in Ireland and it's like... It, it there is that kind of loss you don't see where they're connecting but then you'll have people booking from Ireland and you're yeah. like well maybe you could have come across it and then just went on to something else and then remembered so it's a you guess. know it's a guess yeah you know? yeah which at the end of the day again coming back to the original kind of ask that we would get from from our customers yeah. is I've tried advertising I don't think it works yeah. or how does it work or yeah. like can you help me to do this you yeah. know so we have this question and I use this all the time right? yeah. we call it the magic wand question so we say right if I could send someone out in a forest t-shirt yeah. to work in your clinic for a week yeah. and they're an expert in everything from finance to marketing to like anything at all yeah. what would you have them do right like what, what would you have them do and so some people would say I'd love for them to sort out my stock for me or I'd love them to you know one of the questions I heard before was I'd love for them to go through my appointment book and see who hasn't come back in in a while is there anyone that I'm missing you know that that should yeah. have been in and so we built a feature called reconnect yeah. around that the answer to that question but then one of the recent kind of responses we heard a lot of is i would love for them to just go and run some ads for me and like yeah. see if that actually could they show me how to do that could they make it work for me make yeah. it work for me as a business so we that was probably one of the things that we got the most um, yeah you know feedback on and questions on on this space so that's what we've been so doing. So you're looking, developing something. Yeah, we've actually already developed it. And so yeah. we'll, you'll see it later on this summer. We're going to be launching the industry's first uh, integrated ad product. So, okay. you know, when we talk about SMS and email, yeah, works, yeah, yeah. they do work. Absolutely. But if you look at every other industry. So you're going to be literally integrating through Facebook an ad system from Forest. Yeah. Yeah. So instead that's of clicking, interesting. Yeah, instead of clicking, you know, create email for anyone who's used yeah. Forest, it's quite simple. You just click create email, you put a picture. Yeah text content in there it'll be the same create, create ad. ad 
picture thing bang we will do all of the targeting yeah we will figure out who to target we'll look at you know your ideal client will build a profile of that for you you don't you don't even have to open facebook you yeah know what i mean we'll do all that stuff for you yeah but critically we know what happens in the building right yeah back to that first point yeah facebook and instagram don't know what happens in the building yeah you do right yeah we are one of the unique industries in the world where we have better information about our customers than almost every other industry yeah right? like you look at big things about think about bricks and mortar right mm. we're, we're a physical business right it's an experience if you look at other physical businesses like um you know dun stores tesco's mm. waitrose all those kind of places they actually don't really know all that much about their customers they mm. have to give them the you know the, the loyalty program yeah. cards like the yeah. reason they do that is so that they can try and understand about your customer because yeah if I just walk in and buy something and walk out, they don't know who I am, what yeah. my preferences are. Why you're buying? Yeah, why I'm buying or yeah. what I've bought in the past? Like, yeah. would that would just, would actually, would something else be of use to me? They, yeah. they don't know because they don't know who I am. Yeah. In our industry, we know every single person that walks in that yeah. door. Like, we know them. We know, yeah. we know the preferences. We know what they've booked before, what they haven't booked before, what yeah. products they've bought. Like, we know all of this, right? Yeah. And, we just have to Don't make sure that we it. use it. Yeah. Exactly, that's it. So <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the core kind yeah. of problem, I would say, for our entire industry is... is that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because like, you, it's what what industries do you spend so much time with the clients, talking to them, getting personal with them, building their like medical history, their exactly. c- consultation history and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, it's good. Exactly. <laughs> if you use it. Right? Yeah. If you don't, it's not, you know, it's no use sitting there. Or yeah. Like, Back to the just to your first question of SMS and email, like mm. SMS, SMS costs money still, right? Mm. It does, it's that's not a forest choice, it's something that costs, right? There's yeah. networks still, even though you may get free text with your bundle, if you're a business and you're trying to send yeah. out messages, they're going to charge you for it, right? So, because there's a cost, a couple of cent, obviously, right? But because there's a cost, people are apprehensive and they think, Oh, I'm not sure if I'm if I'm going to do that, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to run that, but like the return is all like I think on average is 20 21.7x return mm. of a campaign when you spend you know 10 euros okay. you can make that much back yeah. just as a baseline yeah and like it works because it lands on someone's phone it's where yeah. their preference is they have a relationship with you as a business yeah. you know you're not you're not a cinema that you haven't been to in 10 months you know paying yeah. you some offer it, these are like it's part of you almost right the experience that you have the relationship that you have in yeah. the industry is very unique and so using that yeah you can really help your business to grow yeah and also as well is because sms is so outused in other countries like so mass we're lucky that you don't look at your phone and go because if i'm on my indian number i don't look at my messages like there is a hundred million messages on every advert that you can ever just even just plain text messages so like we have the the option there to get in contact easily with our clients exactly. and it's a good way of using it big time and again they have control they can opt out if they don't want to yeah so, you know with gdpr everything is, is under yeah. control in gdpr for example so if you're a salon or a clinic owner and you want to run a campaign yeah you just run the campaign we will look after the gdpr side like yeah if, the, if there isn't consent there a message won't be sent like we, you don't have to worry about that we just do that for you, you yeah know? so there shouldn't really be much fear in it like yeah you know, it should be like we know that this, that this works the hardest part of our job is not building tools that we know will, that we've proven actually will yeah. help you to grow your business it's educating very busy business owners yeah you know, we're very very busy in our industry yeah so 
educating them to actually take the time to use these tools to help yeah. you to grow your business yeah. because it's sitting there for you in most cases you know you're subscribed to a product that you're that you're paying for monthly and that's great and you're using it in loads of areas but there's huge sections of the product that you're not using you know? do you have videos on youtube and stuff we have a full uh, forest academy training yeah. academy we've got we've got a uh, your own business advisor who will yeah. do like a business review with you like we've got people like yeah. as i said we see ourselves as an industry yeah. company and software is how we do that so we're people first yeah and our primary value uh you know we have kind of company values and the number one in forest is called service gaheen talk which mm. is obviously irish for just basically excellent service yeah so we have to start with the people side so yeah we've got people who primarily come from the industry actually yeah and we train them on the software side and then yeah. they come back and they show you how to use the software it's yeah. not you know, a bunch of software people trying to learn the industry. It's the kind of inverse. We take industry people who know the challenges yeah. in running a business who come in and they say, okay, this is what you should do. This is how you should use it. And all that is there, like for free, available to to forest clients. I mean, I'm sure most softwares will have some variation of that. Yeah. We're very focused on it. Like it's a really big part of what we do. Yeah. And then the other thing is consultation forms. Yeah. So it's very annoying and I know why you do it, um, it's very annoying that every time you leave a consent form, you have to enter a pin or you have to just go back out yeah. into it. Um, but explain the whole thing with the consultation forms, because, you know, with yours, there's like you have the templates you import from suppliers. Mm -hmm. You have the GDPR, all of that. Yeah. So why is it important or to have all of that? Yeah, I mean, so consultations is a whole world yeah. as well. And there's a lot of updates coming this summer on consultations as well. But what I will say is within consultations, so first of all, you need to set up the questions, obviously, that you want to have. So obviously, there's industry templates in there that you can take from suppliers. You can add your own as well. We've got pre-made blocks, and those pre-made blocks will populate the forest system. Mm -hmm. So, for example, it can ask for marketing consent, you know, yeah. and if they say yes on that form, we automatically update in the system. You know, any changes in address or phone number are automatically updated on the system. Contraindications are automatically updated on the system. Like, all of that stuff is there. Now... Obviously, within GDPR, and just generally, actually, this is the same everywhere, even outside of regions yeah. with GDPR, like, that could be potentially medically sensitive information. Yeah. Like, in more, a, lot, a lot of cases, it is. Yeah. Um, and so, it has to actually be stored separately. We have yeah. to store it at encrypted at rest, it's called. So, it's kind of in a different database where it's stored. And one of the key challenges is that Forest Go, which is a mobile app or an iPad app that all of your staff have for free as part of Forest. Yeah. And within that app, you can hand the app to a customer to fill in their form yeah now the problem is that if they fill in that form and they click complete and they go back to the home screen they could see everyone else who's in that yeah. day for example they could click into people's information yeah. they could click back out and jump into the appointment diary and see who's coming in today like if you were to leave them alone with that device yeah that's a very real risk yeah and so what we had to implement was a pin check to make yeah. sure that the staff member has come back to take that device off the, yeah. the, the client. Like that's really, really important. Yeah. Um, something that we are now looking to do though as well is that we've got this Forest Concierge app. It's like a guest app, um, which we've just started now to allow people to do self-check-in. So okay. it's up there on the on the app store, Forest nice. Guest. But in the coming months, we will start to allow customers to fill in their form information on that as well, which okay. will still need security checks. We, we will never allow anyone to see something that they shouldn't yeah. see. But it will be less... Um, impactful there because if it's the staff's app the staff yeah. have access to everything and we yeah. need to make sure that customers don't get that so that was the reason why we had to do that yeah um, because 
how this happens in our industry like we we would sit and observe like watch people in the in the clinic and they're handing the ipad out you know and then they're they're coming they're, you know they're busy someone else is checking yeah. in and then they come back in it could be could be 10 minutes later and that customer's been sitting there with the ipad if they can wander <laughs> they'll wander right? oh yeah 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 <laughs> exactly sure and they're they like i'm meant that. to do something here <laughs> exactly. and then they'll just hit on everything exactly so the reason that we implemented that is yeah. because they can't do that right yeah. so you know that with forest much like i said on marketing you can't really make a mistake yeah right? like you can't your customer can't accidentally go and look at someone else's information right? yeah like that's really interesting so that's the first piece. We made some changes recently as well, where previously to pre-send the form out as a text yeah. message, you could like tap a button to do that. We have all that automated now. So like it's automatically coming out a couple of days before. Okay. And then again, when they arrive in, you can just check that. Um, we have things like dual signatures for, for the service providers coming out this summer as well. So some more uh, changes there. Okay. A couple of things, though, for me, I always, every time anyone asks me about consultation forms, this, these are some of the stories that I, I love to tell because there are ways that our customers have used consultation forms that we hadn't even initially planned yeah. on, right? So one which I love, which is from uh, China Wong and Salon Spa W in the US. And so what she created is in the consultation form, she set up a couple of questions that asks the guest, she calls them guests, ask the guest what they want from you as a service provider. So oh. do you do you want your service provider to talk to you about retail today? Okay. Right? Do you want them to give you a recommendation? Are you prepared? In, in this case, she's a hair salon, right? So often people will come in with a picture of what they want to look yeah. like. And the service provider will say, okay, that's going to take you like three visits to get there. And yeah. you know, it's not, we can't do miracles in one, one sitting, right? Yeah. So in her case, she would ask, are you prepared for it to take multiple visits for you to achieve, you know, the transformation that you're looking for? Or, you know, all these different kind of questions. Or yeah. do you want to uh, rebook? Like today, would you like us to find you an appointment when you're leaving today for the future? Yeah. And so she asks up front what consumers want, what her guests want. Yeah. And then the, the staff can see it. They can say, OK, this customer wants a conversation yeah. about retail. Right. And uh, her retail attachment rate is insane. Like, honestly, it's amazing. Really? Because her customers are telling them. And yeah. the staff, you know, we know. Right. So we know we ran some consumer research last year and we asked guests, what is the single biggest deciding factor in you buying a retail product is it the price is it the brand is it a special offer that happened at the time and without fail number one was whatever my service provider tells me to buy right? yeah they want a recommendation oh, no, of course they do because everyone, like yeah. everybody knows this yeah. right but the actual fact is that most of those conversations don't happen because a lot of service providers feel it's salesy you know yeah. they feel like i'm i don't want to be pushy and you know this kind of stuff whereas actually the fact is if you ask the customer She'll say, yeah, please. I'll oh, yeah, no, tell me. Tell I need me. help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it kind of breaks that. It breaks yeah. that little kind of worry. And that's something yeah. that like anyone can, can do today. Like at first you can just go in and add a question, say, do you want to have a, a retail recommendation? Yeah. Like, and then that's it. Right? Yeah. It's amazing. Like these types of things are. Yeah. We hadn't anticipated that. Yeah. And that's, that's a good idea. Being inventive. Yeah. You know, we're like, wow, that is incredible. We love that. So, yeah. yeah. We found really interesting ways of using consultations. Yeah. 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 And so what do you think, like, say from all of that, because you will have plenty of stories. Mm -hmm. What what are some of the problems that they come across with appointments and all of that? Like I, I know cancellation policies and all this type of thing yeah. is quite difficult. Yeah. So, I mean, in that case, do you mean in terms of cancellation forms or just generally? Just generally. Oh, just generally. So what I would say is that I my teams will be. <laughs> it's just like dead hearing this over and over and over again but the way that I describe it is that there are best practices in yeah. our industry 
and they're there for a reason they work things like rebooking you know rebooking on the day yeah. pre-booking things like you know retail care factor like having those conversations you know choosing ways to optimize the diary like there are a lot of things that are just best practices that yeah. you should do right yeah you should stay in contact with your customers right you should have a you know a monthly newsletter or something going out yeah so you should contact a customer who hasn't been back in when they should have right yeah. you should do this your staff should be rebooking somebody before they leave yeah right for the next appointment they should be doing this we know that these are all best practices the fact is that those best practices don't always happen yeah right and that i actually think is one of the biggest problems in the industry is that yeah. we kind of already know like what our problems are they're yeah. decades old they don't change but the ways that we solve them change yeah. and so what I would say the biggest problem is making sure that those things are followed through, right? Yeah. So if it's like rebooking, retail, anything like that, one of the things that we've found that really helps here is empowering staff members, right? Yeah. So we have Forest Go, which is a mobile app for staff. Yeah. but We also have staff performance and staff goals on mm. that app. So they can set their own goals. For example, you can say, okay, I want you to really work on your reviews or your retention rate or your rebooking rate. Yeah. We show them in their pocket all the time where they're at on that rebooking rate yeah. at the moment. Like, are you ahead or behind the way you want to go? They can set their own targets and say, okay, I want to be here. Yeah. You know, and they, they even set their own little rewards. Like, you know, I'm going to go to Disneyland when I hit this level. You yeah. know? What we've found is that when you empower your staff to do those behaviors, the best practice behaviors, they perform better when it's kind of their own choice. You know, yeah. It's kind of empowered, especially like today, staff, staffing, staff management is one of the biggest challenges we're facing yeah. today, especially post-COVID. And so empowering your staff members, your service providers to actually be able to kind of run themselves, you know, yeah. to be able to see their own numbers, like the numbers you want them to see, as yeah, well, yeah, right? yeah. not the whole uh, company's finances, <laughs> but their numbers, right? Yeah. To do that. So I would say that the biggest challenges that we face today is that there are best practices out there and they're not fully kind of being done to yeah. the level that they should. And staffing is also a complementary challenge that we have as well at the same time. Yeah. And so if you can work with your staff, train them in the right ways, give them the tools that they need, yeah. that's the way to solve it, really. You yeah. know, making sure that and then you as an owner, making sure you're doing your best practices. Are you sending marketing? Like yeah. Are you in communications with your customers? Yeah. It's all sitting there for you. You know, most yeah. tools have these, even if it's not a, an industry tool like a MailChimp, if you're not using Forest. Yeah. Like you should be doing this. There's no yeah. real reason why you're not, right? And that's actually, it's easier said than done, but that's the fact. You know? Yeah, uh, but to be honest, like, because uh, I see like 90% of our students are the ones that are doing their own business straight from a different career. Mm -hmm. And they just don't know this because yeah. like they've literally like, you know, we've accountants, we've, they just don't know like <laughs> how to do this or yeah. where to start because it seems obvious to us who's been in the year in, in the industry a yeah. long time. Yeah. But yeah, it's very different for them. I suppose for them then where they maybe don't know the best practices. I mean, obviously there's training academies that you can use, yeah. but even say within your software, like we've got the Forest Academy there, which has beginner courses and stuff like that in there. Yeah. We have, you know, straight away there's a dashboard in Forest that will show you those key numbers. It'll yeah. show you your average ticket value. It'll show you your your rebooking rate, your retention. Like yeah. those numbers are there. Yeah. So as soon as you start, you can see them. You can do training courses on where you should get them to for your business. Yeah. Like it's all there for you. You know, yeah. I don't think they should be intimidated by that. I yeah. think like there's a lot of support there in the yeah. industry. And it's actually a very supportive industry as well. There's a lot of, yeah. you know, other local business owners who tend to be very helpful like we do yeah. are our forest uh, salon summit that we run every January and it's like it's just this big insane event people coming from like over 10 countries and it's just crazy but 
what we see is actually even when we're doing a workshop and saying yeah. you should try this if it's, you know someone an owner a clinic owner stands up and says actually what I did was this and it worked amazingly well and everyone's like oh that's great that's brilliant you know yeah. like talk to people in the industry you yeah know, it's, it doesn't have to be so intimidating I don't think yeah you know? no 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 definitely um okay so how do you guys deal with cancellations and all of that yeah so it depends right different people have different ways to look at it so cancellations is always a big problem in the industry yeah. um and obviously with laser, you've got cancellations of things like they were out in the sun. And, you know, yeah, exactly. Obviously, that's, yeah, that's I'm not tanned. <laughs> you are. <laughs> exactly. Look at the tan line. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. no. Yeah, yeah. It, like those kind of things, like the, the preparation that they should yeah. be doing, for example. So there's a couple of things. So for that type of use case, I would, in the consultation form that gets sent out ahead of time, so yeah. I, I would get them to confirm like that you have not or will not be out in the sun and that if you are going to be out in the sun that you're aware that maybe you're not going to be able to have your session on the day yeah. but you may still be deducted that session yeah right? communication yeah is really 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 important there yeah right so actually communicate with your customers you've got reminders you've got pre-sending of forms your consultation form can explain in the text at the top very clearly listen guys this is very important yeah you know because of just the way that the scheme works and laser in this yeah. example you have to prepare in a certain way and, yeah you know you have to fill these things in and if any of these is no you're not going to be able to do it let us know right now like these kind of things yeah. right? so you can trigger those that's the first thing but actually the second piece is payments right so payments is one of the most interesting pieces of our industry that we've kind of say under undervalued or overlooked yeah. for a while and so being able to for example straight away just store a card number right we take yeah. that micro deposit which allows you to charge a no show afterwards yeah. right so if they don't show up you can charge a no show yeah right? Or you can now do variable deposits. So you can set it up to say, I want to charge a, a certain percentage right, of my service up front yeah. on a stored card when they book online. Right? Yeah. And that might be, you can make it higher for like high value services or you can make it higher for new clients, for yeah. example. So you can choose that up front. You can take a variable deposit or you can store the card details. Right. So for people who store the card details, they're already twice as likely to show up just by storing their card details, yeah. right? The data shows this. Yeah. But one of the really interesting stories that we have, and this is a story told through data, is that people often are afraid to charge that no show. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh god. Right? I, I never <laughs> charge it. And like a long time doing this and I'm like, okay, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. And you can charge a percentage as well. I mean you don't have to charge hundred yeah. percent. You can just take ten percent because it didn't show up, whatever it is. So we looked at the data. Nula, one of her data analysts, ran through this and she discovered some just unbelievable information. They are twice as likely to come back if you charge them versus not charging them. Really? Honest to God. Like that, like in the data, that is a fact, right? So if you charge them the no-show, yeah. right? Now, obviously, I'm not pitching it from a forest point of view. It's all the same for us. But yeah. for you and your business, if you charge them, um, now we've got some theories on that, but basically people feel like, oh, no, I, like I, I kind of need to come back now where they feel bad. They also feel like, they're committed more to the business because they've now been charged. You know, I think and they, it's they also kind of a little bit of respect. Exactly. Because you're standing up for yourself. You're going, yeah. listen, my time is value. And this they go, Saturday, like, oh, yeah. OK, so you're not, you know, like. Exactly. Yeah. And they come back. Whereas when they just don't bother to show up and yeah. nothing happens, right? There's a good chance they're going to do this again. Yeah. Right? Like, we know we've ways of we warn if you've got a serial kind of no show or, you know, yeah. had like five no shows, it pops up when you're booking and stuff. Yeah. But they're less likely to do that if you charge them just once. Yeah. That's it. They'll know now. OK, I need to I need to be careful with that. Like yeah. That's a really interesting you know, yeah. way of thinking about and it. And we shouldn't be scared of it. No, absolutely not. That actually brings up something else I love with Forrest. Um, band. Yes. When band you can bias. ban them. 
It's great because they can't like it's just like because because with us, with the academies, it means that they're not coming in for full paid appointments. It's only like five pounds and they're coming in and they can tend to be high maintenance or um, just whatever. And you can just click the button banned and it's like they can never book in again. Exactly. That's it. Of course, you can. Right. You can still book them in if you want to. But they go. They can go online. They can still see your service menu and everything. And when they try to book. There's a real nice message there just saying, please contact the uh, the, the clinic directly. And it's a yeah. phone number that they can just yeah. tap to call. And it, that's it. It's fine. You're like, you're not allowed. I'm sorry. You know, because people will do that. Like, they'll, yeah, they'll go and, you know, they'll know that they're at no show or you might have given out to them. Yeah. And they'll go and they'll like look online and try yeah. and book again then without talking to you. Like, so we always give you the control of that because you yeah. have to be able to control that. Like, again, that's just how the industry works, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it's good. Um, what was going to say was you're obviously we were speaking earlier about America yeah so it's what's getting big over there like you were saying it's exploding it's yeah. very like yeah I mean the the med spa market yeah. as they were called the kind of aesthetic space yeah. over there is it's exploding the um like Botox or anti-wrinkle injectables obviously yeah. Botox is a brand but anti-wrinkle injectables is the fastest growing single service in the country Jeez. do you know what I mean it's it's insane like of, yeah. of everything of all, all spaces all types of services like you know, we we see a lot of trends that happen over there, like things like self-employed, booth rental, you know, these people mm-hmm. going freelance. Like we see these things, they tend to initiate in the US. We see them many years before and then you start to see them over this side of the yeah. border. Um, but what we're seeing over there is just an absolute explosion in, in particular, anti-wrinkle injectables. Yeah. Like, so like as opposed to fillers and stuff, but directly anti-wrinkle injectables. It's like just exploding. It's crazy. So there's there's a lot happening there in terms of, like beauty is kind of breaking up into a number of verticals. Yeah, specialized. So there's yeah. kind of nail bars are becoming their own different thing and they would call that a spa as well, but that's a, a different thing. Whereas now these med spas are really high-end skin treatments. It doesn't yeah. have to just be injectables and non-invasive yeah. uh, procedures, but it can be advanced skin advanced treatments. Advanced skin treatments, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they, we're seeing these just, just explode because what's happening is it comes out of the medical space it was yeah. always big in the medical space you yeah. go to these private like clinics as they would call them but yeah. clinics doctor yeah doctor doctor, doctor. Yeah. you know you're like oh, everything is like you're you're basically in a hospital at yeah. that state but what we're seeing and you've kind of, we've kind of seen this everywhere it's tipping into the high street right mm. that's the that's the change here so you've still got clinics with a very high level of service trained specialties like all of these kind of levels are still required to be yeah. hit but it's now become high street right yeah. which is as they would call it med spa yeah. so um that's really we're seeing a lot of that uh in the states and i think we're seeing a lot of that here as well but yeah just the growth percentages over there are kind of insane and so i expect to see that happen here as well um, yeah that's kind of that's just what happens you know it's like we see these trends happen and then you know maybe two or three years later we start to see them happen this side of the water as well and do you see anything with regards to forest and software anything big that's going to change um, I mean, to be honest, we're, we're always on the cusp of the, these yeah. things. Like there are, there's areas like, so for example, we say personally for me, something that we've learned a lot from looking at how medical businesses run is the, the treatment plan idea, right? They're very focused on a treatment plan yeah. in the medical space. Right? Yeah. It's like, okay, we're going to give you a set of these procedures and this is what's going to happen. And so I think that things like our consultations will yeah. evolve to now allow like high street businesses to do the same to okay. really kind of lay out a treatment plan for what happens there so that's something that we're learning a lot from yeah. and being a little bit more detailed in that and um, this summer we're, we're rolling out a lot more like detailed 
options in the consultation so allowing you to like do a markup of you know 2.5 mils yeah. here you know that kind of thing is, is something that we're working on right now as yeah. well as something that's going to come out this summer um, so they're the first aspects that we've seen yeah. is like really looking at what's come from the medical side yeah. into the high street and making sure that we're adapting to that is the first thing yeah. but then the second thing that we've seen which is similar to all verticals is in the marketing space like yeah. everybody wants the same thing they want yeah. you to attract and retain loyal clients mm. and that's actually for us mission that's what we say we're, we're here to help you do and that's so things like advertising as i said yeah. like that's that's huge over here yeah i mean they're, they're already doing this right like yeah. they, you know they're, they're already doing this maybe not in an optimal way but they are doing it and they are really getting a lot from it whereas on this side of the water maybe we don't do those things so we're a little bit apprehensive or maybe intimidated i'm not sure i think it would backed off yeah we don't want to come across as salesy people mm -hmm. as pushy people and we want to that's where that was the other thing i wanted it um was going to mention about was um memberships yeah. so i was doing memberships for the clinic since 2015 yeah um are you developing something to do that or where do you see that going? Yes, definitely. So um, so in different countries, there are different kind of payment yeah. providers and stuff. So we already have this actually in the States. We already mm -hmm. support memberships in the States because there's a different payment provider that we're using over there. Okay. So we're working on that. That will be this year. I'm not exactly sure when, but yeah. it will be this year that it will be available everywhere else. We just have to adapt the technology to payment processors in each country so, okay. so that we can run the, yeah. the payment run in, in each country. Yeah. Um, so I mean, people may have seen this over the past, say, year or so, like payments generally is yeah. just such a core part of how we need to operate. Right. Yeah. So Forest now it's Forest Pay. So we've got like a fully integrated payments approach right which yeah. means it, you know it's very seamless for you so you can have someone can take a variable deposit can charge say even a stored card yeah you know that uber like experience you yeah know, on your phone you can just tap and charge yeah. the card and they walk straight out or you can tap using the terminal so forest has a, a credit card terminal now memberships will be coming later this year as well yeah. so there's many ways to use payments and then because one of the things that we've seen is that because it's integrated, much like I said with marketing, you know, you can target people because we know what their appointments are. One of the biggest pains in our industry around payments is the end of the day, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, just balancing things up, reconciliation, cash yeah. up, whatever you call it. Like we hear all these horror yeah. stories of people, you know. Well, just if, <laughs> if they worked with cash, that was horrific when oh. you had to do that, especially in the days when it was really manic Honestly, and God. you'd have be counting out and you'd be like, that's missing 500 yeah. pounds. Like, Something's missing. Or like the key thing is people would have just like miss, you know, mistyped yeah. something or even as a payment type, they would have put something through as yeah. a credit card, but they took cash and it's just a nightmare. Yeah. So now with Forest Pay, it all automatically reconciles. Right? Yeah. So because the terminal knows you can't, put in the amount it knows Sarah is here for her treatment she owes I don't know 250 pounds it lights up the terminal for 250 pounds you tap and at the end of the day the terminal talks to Forrest and says yeah here's what I've got here's what it is bang can you just count the cash and make sure this much is there mm. and you walk straight out like it's actually been really yeah. transformational there so yeah. payments back to your original question payments is just something now that we really need to make a core part of what we do yeah. and the days of having like a you know, in Ireland, an in, in AIB or, a, yeah. you know, a Bank of Ireland terminal and trying to manage these things yeah. separately. Like, it has to be integrated now because yeah. of things like memberships. And yeah. there's, there's other things that we've seen as well. Oh, Klarna. States. Klarna, yeah, Afterpay, yeah. all these kind of things. Yeah, yeah Klarna here, it's Afterpay in, in, in Australia. Like, yeah. these are all really, really common and we have yeah. to embrace, like, the way that these things are going. And so 
Forest have we've an entire like section of our whole company yeah dedicated to developing payments yeah because it's just so core to what we do and yeah we've we're seeing over and over again that we can open up business opportunities like memberships or yeah like for example one thing that we do in the states and again this will be coming later on yeah is if you do have someone who's self-employed for example right? yeah and she's in your in your clinic and yeah. you've got you know commission employed staff but you've also got one self-employed person yeah if a card is tapped we can route the, the funds to self-employed self-employed that's separately. very good exactly because that's the future of staffing it's not uh, because people want the flexibility they feel what's flexible for yeah. themselves to be called self-employed so it is the future yeah and what's interesting is so this is something that we saw in like 2017 or so in, in yeah. the US this, this exploded but then it kind of evolves where you end up with this hybrid where some of your staff do that yeah. right but you know, a lot of people go fully self-employed, but there's real big quality issues with that. Where people come out of college straight away to be self-employed. Yeah. Without, you know, they just you have to make sure that they're going to go through the proper training yeah. to have proper quality yeah. for that. But some of the things that we've seen is that yes, you may have a couple of staff that want to be self-employed. You need to be able to facilitate that while yeah. still running a commission-based like business, a self or sorry, a fully staffed business where you can like route funds. Yeah. And you don't have to care about that. Like, is yeah. so you want forest? You just tap, and we know. Okay, the the product that you yeah. sold comes to the house, but yeah. the service this service goes to Sarah who's self employed. Yeah, like we can do those That's things. Good. We, we do them in the in the states, and yeah. we'll be doing them here. And so, what we've also seen though within that world is flexibility is actually the key thing there from a staffing point of view. Yeah. So we have we have staff, we've salons that we've interviewed and we've done a lot of research on, where they have created some in Ireland and some in Australia. Yeah. Where they've created the option flexibility so when you have a high request request rate so that yeah. means obviously someone has requested you specifically yeah. rather than just any any staff member so when you have a high request rate if you move from saturdays mm. to like i don't know late night tuesdays or something like this yeah you maybe extend two of the days we've had people test that and run trials on that to give people the flexibility to have those yeah. weekends off a lot of them are like young mothers and stuff like that. Yeah. that's something we heard a lot of so when you talk about flexibility People sometimes feel that self-employed is the only way yeah. to go for flexibility, but that's also it's not, not actually true. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's I, yeah. there's a balance. It depends. Yeah, exactly. Know? It's like this idealized notion of being your own boss, and it's yeah. like be your own boss. Honestly, it's not that easy. Like <laughs> exactly. it's much. Give me a paid holiday any day of the week. Like, and if you can get that paid holiday, and you yeah. can also get some Saturdays off. Yeah, right? so, brilliant. Like, why yeah. not? But there's ways to do that, right? So. The staff member has to get to a point where she's got enough of her clientele who are requesting her that when we ran the trials, when they, our salons yeah. ran the trials, people move with her. Yeah. They don't they don't mind that, especially post-COVID, right? Yeah. People are a lot more flexible. Yes. So if you've got staff with high request rate, it means that their clients want them. Yeah. It's not, what we've seen is it's not that they want that spot on a Saturday. No. They want them. Right? Yeah. So if you move them from a Saturday, maybe not every Saturday, but like a yeah. lot of them, move it around, extend the days. We found that that works really well. Yeah. And there's no reason why anyone listening couldn't try that themselves. Yeah. Like take one staff member, you know, who's, yeah. who's doing really well and just try it for two Saturdays, yeah. maybe move her, her yeah. like shut her roster on a Saturday, you know, and do do two late nights and just yeah. see if that works or look at some options, you know. Yeah. Um, it's Flexibility is actually the key here. Yeah, yeah. More so than being self-employed. That's, yeah. that's a big learning. Um, and that's only very recent. That was something that we we spoke about in January at our event was from some research that my team did. Yeah. Um, which found some really interesting things. Yeah. So there are ways to give people flexibility 
with the the benefits of still being an employed staff member, yeah. right? you've got your own goals, your own targets. Yeah. You're you feel with the app that you're in yeah. control of what you're doing. You know, yeah. you're in charge of your own numbers. You have the flexibility of rostering if you're hitting certain numbers. Yeah. Like, why not? And you don't have to worry about the self-employed part. Like, so, you know, it's, <laughs> it can be much easier that way. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So there's a lot. There's a lot you're doing. Yeah, and there's yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's good. Like, I do love the marketing part of it and the flexibility part of it. Um, but it just shows, like, how much you're progressing now as well with you so many to. stuff. Yeah, yeah we have to. You well, know, with the industry. Big time. I mean, like, we don't do advertising, right? Like that's that's a big problem. We are not utilizing advertising, whereas every mm. other industry are. Like yeah. they are. We're just not. We're no. I mean some people may you may feel like you are, but you're not really like no. not. Facebook doesn't know what happens in the salon to begin with. So even if even if you are doing it, yeah. you're ninety percent blind anyway, yeah. right? So you yeah. might think it's working. So we know that that's a gap and so we know we need to progress yeah. the industry there. Right. Yeah. So that's something we're working on. Yeah. We know that different business types and payments are really, really important. So yeah. it could be memberships. It could be just a better way of taking variable deposits up front to secure yeah. against no-shows. It could be just a way of not having to have that pain at the end of the yeah. day, trying to scramble when everyone's going out for a drink on a Saturday <laughs> and you're trying to scramble. So these are like core things that we're, that we're working on you know, yeah. to advance the payments space in our industry, to advance the marketing space in particular yeah. with advertising. Yeah. Uh, and then the consumer space will be coming more and more in the consumer space as well. Yeah. Loyalty and things like that. I'm looking forward to seeing the advertising. That would yeah. be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's coming, yeah. We, yeah. We feel <laughs> it's coming in the summer. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming in and sharing all of that with us. Thanks for having me. I'm sure they'll love to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Cool. Thanks a million. Perfect. Thank you.